All right, so we're back this time to talk about some miscellaneous random stuff that we just want to talk about some recent things that we've been watching. Um, recently, I just watched Glass Onion, which I did not put a part of my um, 2022, you know, top 10, whatever, but I definitely think that that should be incorporated in my top 10. Um, if not in my top 10, definitely an honorable mention because that definitely was a solid movie. I didn't quite like it as much as Knives Out, but um, I definitely really like that universe. I like that character. I like the mystery of it all. Um, and yeah, it's just a really solid movie. Um, I don't really have too many complaints about the movie, and the complaints that I do have are really just personal nuance things that I just have a problem with that aren't really that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, definitely, I really hope that they continue to make um movies within the knives out glass onion world and i hope that they continue to do the theatrical release to it because i'm glad that they gave this movie about a week to kind of have its run in theaters to make a little bit of money and then um put it out to streaming services um but yeah i definitely really enjoy glass onion you talked about it a little bit when we were talking about our top tens but anything to add or anything more in depth that you want to talk about now that i've seen it um, I mean, yeah, the whole theatrical window, like they only had it in theatrical release for one week. And it's just like they left so much money on the table because the theater that I went to, and this is anecdotal, but the one I went to, it was sold out at multiple showings. And the showing I did go to, like, I found out that one of my coworkers was there and we didn't plan it or sit together. We both were just scrambling to get tickets to this showing. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me that Netflix spent so much money on these movies and they're only giving them one week in theaters. And it's like, after one week, it instantly popped up on Netflix. I'd be like, okay, I get it, whatever. It was one week leading up to the Netflix release. But it was like one week in November, and then mid-December, they release it on Netflix. And it's like, if you're not releasing it for another month, why not just let it stay in theaters for that month and make some money? Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I honestly don't know what their argument would be because to, at that point they're just a studio. They just turn into a, a legitimate movie studio if they're just turning out theatrical released movies. Which I can see their but, argument as to why they wouldn't want to do that. But if they're trying to make money, it doesn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, because I mean, like, let's see, they paid two hundred and forty million. For the rights to two sequels, plus another forty million to produce Glass Onions, so they paid four hundred and fifty million just so they could have the rights to Glass, like Knives Out two and three, mm -hmm. and then they spent forty million on this film, so that's nearly half a billion dollars, and it's like in one week it made what was it like thirteen million just mm -hmm. in the one week it was in theaters so it's like 
just leave it in theaters, make that money, and yeah, you're right. At that point, they're just a studio, but what's wrong with being a studio? Like, Disney's whole model has become, you know, if we are going to focus on streaming, but everything that we release in theaters will be on our platform. And if that's the competition, then that's what you do. You make films that are good enough to be in theaters, to perform in theaters, and then when they're done with their theatrical release, you put them on your platform. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to uh, play the devil's advocate a little bit and try to think of reasons as to why they would want to not do that, but there's really not too many reasons. I mean, other than them just wanting to not want their patrons to pay just the normal amount the one time. Like, they don't want to pay the $8.99 or $10 for the one movie ticket and they versus paying the $10 per month is for the subscription to their service. Um, I don't yeah, know I could tell that you don't have your own Netflix subscription because $10... They haven't had those prices in years. Oh, I for sure don't. Yeah, no, I only have Shutter, and I pay the yearly thing, so it's like fifty-two dollars. It's not even anything great as but yeah, I legitimately don't have any streaming service. I don't have Netflix, don't have Disney, don't have Hulu. I have access to all everything, but I don't pay for anything, and it's and it's a shame because all of the streaming services are really trying to crack down on that. They're trying to crack down on the password sharing and the ads and all that stuff and it's just like okay if you're gonna do that then i'm not even going to access it in the way that i did anymore and now i'm just going to go back to my physical media collection because i'm not paying a month-to-month fee for a library of movies that a i don't even know if i want to watch or b i already have half of so it's just dumb so yeah i don't know netflix and all the streaming services are kind of in like a weird place right now and they i think are going to be in a weird place for the next couple of years because they just don't have it figured out they don't have what they want to do figured out as far as like we were just talking about if they want to be a movie studio if they legit just want to be a streaming service if they just want to collect different you know, sequel titles and shit like that. Like, they just don't know what they want to do at all. Well, the streaming service, like, the bubble's about to burst because they all, everyone has thought, okay, streaming is the way of the future, so we need to go all in on this. And what they're all learning is streaming is more of a fad than anything because while it's never going to go away, like, it's not a sustainable business model. Like, Netflix has rarely turned a profit, if ever. I've heard reports say that Netflix has never turned a profit. And I've heard other reports say, well, technically they have made a profit in certain years. So I don't even really know what to believe. It all comes down to Hollywood accounting of whether you want to show you've made money or not, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, at this point, they're learning the hard way. It's like, for you to make content that people desperately want you need to spend money on it and the money you're spending on it you're not going to make back from subscriptions because for whatever reason every studio has forgotten that the best way 
to make movies and make money is just to take a chance on artists. Let the artists make the artistic decisions. Every studio wants to boil everything down to corporate decisions, algorithms, and just formulaic movies so that they can guarantee success. But no, people don't want that shit, you know? Like, Marvel is the exception to the rule. Marvel is formulaic. Marvel is becoming generic because they produce so much of their own content by following a formula. They're cr making their own content generic, you know? Like, <sighs> if you make the because... same movie 50 times, it becomes generic. And it's like, I'm still enjoying Marvel at this point in time, mm -hmm. but we did just have a phase of the MCU where I thought a majority of the films were weaker than the shows, and the shows were kind of all over the place. True. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just all just kind of depends on, obviously, what you do with the budget that you're given. And I don't know. It's just, it's tough for me. But they're giving budget to people who've either made commercials, never made movies at all, or people like fucking Brett Ratner who just fail over and over and over and make See, you said it right there, but you can't have it both ways. You can't take a chance on new artists, but also avoid all those people that you just listed. It's just like, well, okay. No, no, no. okay. Brett Ratner is not like um, taking a chance. He's made a bunch of movies and failed over and over. But I'm just saying, like, if you have someone who's never made a feature film, he's only done, like, commercials and music videos, cool. Give him, like, a $20 million budget and see what they can do. You know? Like... But, okay, let's say, for <sighs> the sake of whatever, that you're a movie executive, and we have... $50 million on the line. It's not your $50 million, but it's $50 million on the line. And you have a script that follows the Marvel cinematic formula to a T and you know is going to make money. Or you can take a chance on a new artist with a new script with a new kind of concept of a story that's never been done before. But it's definitely going to be a risk. And there's $50 million on the line. And that basically means that your job is on the line if you fuck up. Like, are you going see, to go with the generic Marvel? Like, it's just, it's tough for me to be like, these evil movie executives are making these dumb decisions because they're stupid. It's just like, no, they're probably making, you know, decisions that make sense to them. But artistically, of course, from the outside looking in, it's just like, oh my God, they're following the same formula again. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But when there's this much money on the line, all right, tough but to... See you're highlighting my point. Like, $50 million is now like a mid-budget film, you know? Like, Marvel movies are $200 million now. So if you have a film that follows the Marvel formula to a T and you're only spending $50 million on it and you know it's going to make money, then yeah, that's a no-brainer. But that's not the world we live in. These massive blockbusters are... 100 million to 250 million dollar budget films mm -hmm. and it's one of the reasons that i was actively rooting against avatar 
because the fact that Avatar has already made a billion dollars on a budget of three hundred and seventy million, and that's a conservative estimate because they're spending that money on technology that they're already using to film other sequels like that movie doing well means that executives are going to be like oh avatar did well because certain scenes are in 44 frames per second so we need to redefine how we shoot films you you get right there director who has never even thought about shooting in 44 frames per second we're only going to fund your film if you shoot your entire film in 44 frames per second and that guy could be like, well, James Cameron had 10 fucking years to figure this out. You want me to figure it out right now on the spot? Like, they're going to take the wrong lessons. They're going to shove money into CGI messes that aren't going to work out when they really need to go back to, like, the old system of just having an artist come up with a good, solid movie that's in the $20 million range and send it out. Violent Night it was only $20 million. It made $13 million domestically in its opening weekend, made more money overseas, and is making a ton of money on its paid rental window because it's already in like premium rental. Mm-hmm. And I contributed to that. I went to see it in theaters along with two other people. And then on Christmas Day, I spent $25 buying it on Amazon so that me and my family could watch it on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there is still value to, you know, all that. I just, it's tough for when you're making the decisions to not see their point of view. Like, I don't know. When you're the it's not that when I millions of dollars them. are on the line, it's tough to be like, all right, let's give this person a chance. You know, like, I don't know. It's not that I don't see their point of view. It's that they're creating their own problem. Like, the problem is, well, we're spending $200 million. We can't take a risk. And it's like, okay, so don't spend $200 million. Like, instead of spending $200 million on one project, like, spend $5 million on 10 different horror movies. One of them's going to fucking hit and hit big. Like, Smile was originally supposed to go straight to streaming and had a reported budget of only 20 million or like 17 million, not even 20. Mm. And that movie ended up making over 200 million. You know, like Blumhouse has proven that low budget horror movies can just hit big. You know, they financed to get out for like, what was it, 5 million, 10 million? It was something, it was small. It was a low-budget film, like low-budget by Hollywood standards, not by indie standards. And that movie made a quarter of a billion. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, if you want to do that, just take 200 million, spend 50 million of it on several low-budget horror um, projects because people show up for horror. Then spend a few, like 50 million on multiple drama Oscar bait projects to get like the critical acclaim and guess what you still have a hundred million dollars to spend so make two mid-budget action films like the most expensive John Wick film was 70 million dollars you know and that was their third one after they built up and up and up bullet train 
and Violent Night were made by spinoff studios that started the John Wick franchise, and both of them were below $50 million. So you just take that $200 million that you're going to waste on a franchise starter and a cinematic universe starter and make like 25 other movies. You know, like, I don't even see it as a risk because the numbers back me up on this one. But instead of making art, like taking the money and spending it on artists who are going to make artistic decisions, they blow it all on what's going to start the next cinematic universe. Mm. And it's like, and the crazy thing is, I know a few people who are on the same page as me. Who are just like, yeah, I follow the MCU. I'm not going to follow another cinematic universe. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. It's like, if I'm following the MCU, I do not want to follow Star Wars. I do not want the DC EU to take off. I've been saying for a while, I wish DC would just make one-off movies because their one-off movies are awesome. And I don't want to have to keep up with 10 different cinematic universes you know it's cool for one of them but to try and keep track of multiple fuck that right well I think within a trilogy or within a sequel that's fine but yeah definitely right. there's multiple shows or multiple movies involved and yeah it's, it's, it just becomes too much but yeah I yeah. mean John Wick's totally cool to follow because over the course of seven years, we're only, or eight years, we're only getting four films. But if they follow the MCU formula of making three to four films a year and TV shows, man, I I do not have that much spare time. And that's just me right now. You know, my fiance, she wants to have kids. Once I have kids, there's no way in hell I can follow even one universe like my bosses have three kids and they can barely keep up with the mcu and don't have time to watch other movies yeah and even i don't know like to your point about you know why don't they just make 10 horror movies and stuff like that i mean Shutter, I feel like, is probably the weakest of the streaming services, and that's exactly what they do. So maybe they're all looking at Shutter and being like, well, if we just focus on this genre and just do this and turn out shitty horror movies, eh, people aren't going to show up just because it's horror. It needs to also oh, be but good. But see, that's not true. Because Shutter doesn't release their films in theater. And theatrical horror movies do well. Horror audiences show up. Mm. And, like, period. They just do. So I wonder what Shudder's holdup is for not being theatrical. Or, yeah, just having... Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Shudder is owned by AMC. And AMC making all that advertisement money from The Walking Dead and fucking Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, all that shit. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, Shudder's the only subscription service you pay for. 
It is true, but I feel like I'm in a small community of actual film lovers or not people that are a part of the the mass sheep following of Netflix or Disney Plus and all that shit because I just don't know how people can do it at this point. Like at this point, there are way too many streaming services to pay for everything. And it's just like when you randomly want to watch something that's not on anything that you have, it's just like you either have to buy something or spend hours searching for something that is not even really something that you want to watch. Or you turn on something that you've seen before just because you're tired of looking. It's just like I'm tired of that. I'm just like I'd rather just, I don't know, not have to submit to that form of media intake. And I think a lot of people are coming around to that because and, yeah, Netflix is struggling, especially because they're moving to advertising now, which never, I think, their, their CEO said once upon a time that they were never going to go this way. But of course, now they're going this way. And it's just like, Jesus, like, what is the difference now between Netflix and a regular cable? Like, there really is none. And cable if you think about it, was the smarter version of what we're doing now. It had literally all of the channels on cable and you just paid for that and you just switched. The only difference is, I feel like, is if you could on cable just go to the platform that you want to go to and pick out wherever you want to watch at that time. It's not necessarily based off of like a time slot that you know something automatically plays. But I don't know. There needs to be a new way that we do this. And I think it's on the horizon. It's just, there hasn't been a payment plan agreement set in place. So that's just not why it's implemented yet, but. Well, the, what they need to do, like the one subscription service that I currently pay for is Disney plus. I have access to HBO because it came with my phone plan, but I, despise AT&T and want to end that as soon as possible and at that point I'll lose HBO but I don't care but the reason I pay for Disney is because they are creating content that I want to see it's not every single week something that I want to see is coming out I'm fine with there being weeks where they don't release something new because I have a physical media collection but even if I didn't, what people are going through right now, what you're describing, is they're paralyzed by decision. Like, there's too much for them to decide on something. They just sit there scrolling for hours. They need to, like, Netflix needs to stop just pumping out content that is mediocre too bad. You know, like Glass Onion is the only movie that Netflix made this year that was good. I can't think of anything else that Netflix produced this year that was good or worth seeing. Can you? Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Um... Yeah, see, that right there. Even if you come up with something, it wasn't good enough for you to be like, oh my God, this right here. Like a few years back, they came, like, Netflix kind of put a 
focus on horror. And in one year, they produced um, The Babysitter. They produced uh, Little Evil, which was made by the creators of Tucker Dale versus Evil. And it's pretty much like a comedic take on The Omen. And there was one other horror movie they made that was really good. And I can't recall it at the time, but I instantly recalled two out of the three. You know, like if you just make a couple of quality things, like imagine if Netflix had produced everything everywhere all at once. Would it have taken you a second to even think of that? Or would you have instantly been like, no, they made this incredible film? No. You know? Right. Instead of making, like Netflix did this thing last year and this year where they released one new movie a week. Okay, I'm not going to watch one new movie a week if they're all shitty. I'll watch a movie called Choose or Die, which I had honestly forgot about until I was scrolling through my reviews earlier today on Letterboxd. And I came across that one. And my review was, don't waste your time on this shit or something (laughs) to that effect. (laughs) And it's just like, Rather than create like releasing 52 films and dozens of shows that are mediocre that no one gives a shit about, how about you just make, you know, one solid movie a month? If they released 12 movies a year, they'd already be beating studios like Warner Brothers, who only produced two movies this year. Like, if you make 12 solid movies let's say even only six of them are great and the other six are just solid that right there would be enough to make me pay for that you know but instead they're just focused on quantity over quality and because of that everything just gets lost in the shuffle even good stuff just gets buried in the algorithm and you have to search for it Mm-hmm. And I just I don't understand why everyone is jumping on that bandwagon of quantity, 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 quantity. It's like no one wants quantity; they want quality. All right. Even prior to streaming services, like there were maybe five, six, seven must-see films every year, and everyone was happy. Why are you trying to release a new film every week? You know, what are you, the Hallmark channel? And the result of that is I straight up refuse to watch any Netflix show. Miniseries, I'll still give a chance to, but if it's a show, I will not even consider giving it a chance because I do not trust their brand. I do not trust them to finish what they started. And their movies, have become so mediocre and so bad that I just, if I see Netflix original film and no one's recommended it to me, I won't watch it either. So it's like the only time I turn on Netflix is when I hear that they're adding a movie that it's supposed to be good and I haven't seen, but I go to the theater all the time. So even that's rare. Like, Netflix is a streaming service that I have access to and never utilize. And the only reason I have access to it is because my mom pays for it. And she's already said, once Stranger Things is over, she's canceling Netflix. So the minute Stranger Things Season 5 is done, 
I'm done with Netflix. I'm not going to pay for that shit. And with password sharing being cracked down on, no one's going to share their password with me. So it's just like Netflix is on borrowed time with me. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably like that with a lot of people because I feel like they think that password sharing is going to uptick their profit. (laughs) But I just... From an outsider looking in, I don't see how that's possible. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because Netflix, I feel like, has a lot of multiple hard decisions to make on top of movies. Because it's not just the movies. It's the TV shows. It's the reality shows. It's a lot of that shit that have really solid audiences that we're not even really a part of. But also are really huge to take into account because Wednesday, a show you did not watch is the number one show on netflix and culturally i'm not even shitting you on social media wednesday took over there's oh, a wednesday dance you. there's a wednesday cosplay wednesday is everywhere and it's not even that like even before then with stranger things it's just like those songs that were in stranger things were everywhere everywhere stranger things is very much still on top of things so it's just like again maybe wednesday isn't replacing stranger things but netflix has more on their plate than just movies they have shows it's just that they have a lot going on so a part of me wants to give them the benefit of that when it comes to that and i think it's a little shitty of you to not give any of their shows a chance i do see where you're coming from though because i did get really badly burned with that exact thing that happened with a show, I don't even remember what the show was called. It was a superhero show. It was kind of like The Boys. Um, I'll have to think oh, of it. Um, Jupiter. Oh, Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the exact show. I like the show. It was a solid show. It was their attempt to try to match The Boys or Invincible or anything like that, that anti-superhero type you know asking questions that the normal dc and marvel heroes aren't asking type of thing but it just got canceled after the first season because it just didn't bring on enough new people to the subscription and it's just like jesus this really sucks see that's my whole thing like at this point like if a show is good like if wednesday is really that good and it really does, and they stick with it, and they complete it, then fine, maybe I check it out at that point. But at this point, I just don't trust them to finish anything. And I just, their brand recognition has been destroyed. Like, I don't see them as a sign of quality. But to be fair, switching to the, you know, advertising and commercial stuff will give attention to the shows that are being more viewed. So those TV shows that are getting canceled aren't going to get canceled anymore now if you actually watch them because they're going to get ad revenue. So, I mean, if they kept, but see, if they didn't have the commercials or anything, if you kept doing what you're doing, it would make sense. But now it really doesn't make sense because they have ads. But I would never, like, my mom had Hulu and shared her Hulu account with me, and I never used it because she had the cheap version that showed ads. And for me, I will not watch something with ads. I think it ruins the momentum of both shows and films 
So I just straight up won't even use it. So if I were to pay for Netflix, it would be for the ad-free version. So that's not a valid argument for me. Like but I it just still it, is though because those shows will still get the attention that and money that they deserve if you're watching it, whether or not you're watching the ads I'm, or not. It's at this point Netflix has changed what they their whole algorithm to match the exact thing that you're bitching about, and yet you're still saying I don't want to participate. They have fixed the problem they, because they've damaged their brand. It's too little, too late, in my opinion. And also, you're you're talking about it being shitty of me, dude. There, Netflix is part of the problem. Everyone is producing so much content. Like I just found out last week that there's a National Treasure show on Disney Plus. Like I had no idea, and I'm excited to see it. I want to sit down and watch it, but like. National Treasure got its own show, and I didn't even know that existed. Like, there's just too much content to consume now. So I'm at a point now where it's like, you can call it shitty if you want, but the way I see it, there's too much to watch, and all I'm doing is saying, okay, I don't like this, so this is going to be how I filter out some content. Like, I'm no longer paralyzed by choice because I'm going, okay, Here's my line in the sand. Y'all fucked up too much. I'm done with your brand. Right there, that's 50 options taken off my plate. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just how I see it. I don't even see it as like I'm missing out or I'm sacrificing anything. What am I sacrificing? That I can't talk to two or three people about a show? Whatever. Like, and even before that, dude, like, I've always loved movies. And just thought some shows were good, some were okay. There's a few great ones. But I've always just watched more movies than shows. I, I just, shows are a huge time commitment. Shows rarely, rarely finish well. They either stay on too long, like they overextend themselves, and the quality just declines to the point where I stop watching and don't give a shit about it. Or they get canceled before they have a, ch a chance to finish the show. It's so rare that a show has a good run and stops when it should. And that's not a Netflix thing. That's an all of television thing. And I just, for me, I rarely get into shows. I would just prefer a movie. A movie is thought out and is made as a start, middle, and end. Yeah, I don't know about all that. It's just not quite as in-depth. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just I feel like you're missing out on a lot of stuff. I mean, I get what you're saying, that there's so much now to consume. But um, I don't know. It's just I feel like you're waiting for it to be confirmed that it's good for you for Netflix and you have that such high quality standard like but yet you also watch some of the most dumbest things ever uh you know on your path to going to sleep or shit like that so it's just like what's the difference like why can't you just throw in a netflix show before you go to sleep and it'd be the same thing why do you have such a high standard for netflix shows that you don't have for a normal horror movie 
because a nor normal horror movie requires 90 minutes of commitment, whereas a Netflix show could require... No one is asking you to marry the show. No one's asking you to get down on one knee and fully commit to... If you don't like the show, you don't have to watch it. You're right, but I don't want to start a story and not finish it. Like, I don't like that. When I do watch a show and its quality is so bad that I stop watching it, it's not like I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. I'm just like annoyed that it is that bad. And I'm annoyed that I have to stop it. And it's just like, why would I want to engage with something that's going to annoy me? And the answer is, I wouldn't. I could just watch that's, a movie. That's so dumb, though, because, like, I have, I have not finished The Walking Dead, but I don't regret watching the first season of The Walking Dead because that was some of the greatest television in history. Did it not know when to end and it's very dumb now? Absolutely. But I do not regret watching The Walking Dead. I do not it's regret not watching the, the Westworld. The first season of the Westworld was fucking amazing television, but the seasons after that were shitty, and they absolutely did not know when to end. So, but, see, but you're again, putting I, your baggage on me because I never said regret. It's not regret. I don't regret watching The Walking Dead. I'm annoyed that The Walking Dead didn't end earlier. I'm annoyed that it didn't make obvious decisions that would have made it better. I'm annoyed. That its quality just declined to the point where I didn't care about the show anymore. But you Those don't things, regret watching um, it. Exactly. I don't regret watching it. So it's not about regret. Are things it's about out there right now that you want to watch that you won't regret watching, but because it doesn't end properly, you're not going to start. But see, again, you're putting your baggage on, like you're applying your worldview to me. I don't want to watch Wednesday because I saw Netflix original series. And when I see that now, I automatically go, I want no part of that. Like, I, I'm i not joking with you, Merrick. It's not like I'm sitting here like, shit, I wish I'd never said that because I secretly want to watch this show. But because I said this, people will judge me if I go back on my word. No fuck that if i change my mind i change my mind but that hasn't happened yet when wednesday popped up you and four other people have recommended wednesday to me and my response to all of y'all has been like nah i'm not interested and you know why i said that because i'm not interested the second i see netflix original series that brand has been destroyed to the degree that the second i see that i'm just not interested at all I have no desire to watch it, and it's not like I'm drawing a line in the sand and refusing, because when Netflix decided they were going to do a live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, I did watch that, because I absolutely love that anime. It is my favorite anime of all time. It's what exposed me and got me interested in anime to begin with. Like I was just like, fuck yeah. Let's watch it. Let's give it a chance. And if Netflix makes something else that I have that feeling towards, I'm not going to be like, well, no, I've said on the podcast I don't watch Netflix shows. No, fuck that. 